It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is the Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good, thank you. We just had a brief market update from Gord there, but tell us what's going on on the markets this morning. We did. He gave us an update on uh, the Bank of Canada and that they're keeping rates unchanged, which was largely to be expected. So no surprises there. North American markets continue to edge higher over the past week, uh, really shaking off any concerns. I mean, last week there was talk about uh, the Delta variant potentially slowing global growth. Well, this week, again, it's a little bit of inflation concerns, right? Yesterday, we saw inflation in the U.S. rise 5.4% from a year ago. That's the largest jump since 2008. So that in itself would sound fairly significant, but the markets really weren't phased um, because most of the increase came from pandemic-specific spots uh, like used cars and airfare. Um, a third of the increase came from used car prices as they increased about 45% over the past year, which again supports that uh, inflation can be transitory, right? It's not always constant. So we really have to look at the numbers as this kind of story progresses over the next, you know, six to 12 months. You know, what is real, you and I talked about it last week, is, you know, we're seeing higher oil prices, higher gas prices, real estate prices, uh, commodities and, and other areas. So, so this isn't just about used cars and, uh, uh, and travel, in my opinion. I think there's a lot more, uh, that we're going to be seeing over the next six to 12 months. So you have to keep your portfolio in check and be prepared for higher inflation. Right. Cause it was like 5.4% in the U.S., uh, from a year ago. So do you think that is resulting, Lori, in a rethink about inflation? It feels like that wasn't something that was worried about for a long time. And now all of a sudden economists are talking about it again. You're, you're totally right. I mean, I've been doing this for 20 years and we, we really haven't been talking about inflation uh, too much uh, since, uh, you know, for, for the past 20 years even, uh, except coming out of that last recession in 08, 09. So again, you know, it can be short-lived. It can be temporary in nature. That's what the Fed's telling us. Uh, that's what the Bank of Canada is telling us. So again, you know, they've got more numbers than you and I will ever have. Um, and, and again, when we're talking about inflation, the fear there is that rates could go up at some point. Uh, and the question is always by investors, when is that going to happen? Uh, the Bank of Canada is now saying late 2022, 2023. Uh, and the Fed in the U.S. has talked about 2023. Again, I, you know, they don't have a crystal ball either. And so to really kind of come up with a, a certain time of the year or, and how many years from now, I think they're going to just be looking at the numbers and they're going to have to increase uh, when they see economic growth really, really expanding uh, and also to keep inflation numbers in check. Right. OK, well, let's talk about earnings season as well. That kicked off. And when we say that, Lori, what does that mean, earnings season? Earnings season kicks off, of course, there's four quarters every year. Uh, and what we're looking at is uh, how companies have been reporting. And so it started yesterday with a few of the U.S. banks uh, and consumer companies leading the way. Um, and so take a look at Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan. They beat analyst estimates on strong equity markets. Um, we saw Pepsi. Uh, they saw higher sales and profits because consumers are returning to some sort of normal in the U.S., right, as people are leaving the house and going back to restaurants. In Canada, we saw a Ritzia report, a very strong quarter, which is a, a company that we own, uh, with sales over double from where they were a year ago. And again, some of this is to be expected. Obviously, we're coming from a very low place as of last year. Uh, but it's important to to continue to look at earnings and the fundamentals of companies 
uh, and not just, you know, be investing in high flyers of the day. Um, you know, it's a great start for earnings season and we expect earnings uh, growth to grow by about 64% from the same quarter last year. Uh, and that would be the biggest growth rate since 2009. So again, you know, with inflation rising and profits expected to continue uh, and growing in a strong manner, it's a great time to be uh, an investor in the markets, in my opinion. Okay, so what if people do have some cash then and they're thinking about getting into things like they're sitting on the sidelines with some money? What would you tell them? Yeah, you know, we seem to be getting a lot of calls about this. I think that, I mean, there's uh, some people who, you know, went to cash last year and then they're still sitting in cash and they never went, uh, went back into the markets. But there's a whole, uh, you know, uh, another group of, of investors out there, you know, people who inherited a, a lump sum of money or they have a, a large um, position in cash because of, of uh, a sale of a property or sale of a business is another one. Uh, extra savings that's just accumulated in the bank. Um, and another one is cash built up uh, in corporate bank accounts is, you know, some reasons why we've had people call us going, what do I do with this cash? It's not earning anything in the bank. I mean, some people even just have it sitting in a checking account. But the other way I look at it is that a GIC isn't that much better, right? You're getting maybe 1%, maybe a little over, maybe a little under uh, when you're sitting in money market type investments. So people are kind of questioning, what do I do? If inflation is, you know, three and a half to four and a half, five percent, you know, I'm going to be losing money on my money, right? And and you don't see it happening. It's not like the stock market straight in front of you, uh, but the cost of goods are going up. And so that means the value of your accounts are essentially going down. And so, again, you need to talk to a professional and find out what your options are. And uh, and those conversations are, are what we've been having with a lot of uh, clients lately. Okay. Is that the first step then is to talk to somebody? Definitely. And, you know, talking to your neighbors and relatives and friends about, uh, you know, what should you do with this money isn't always uh, the best idea because they have, you know, potentially different goals than than you do for that cash. And so talking to a qualified financial team makes a lot of sense, right? You need to find out, you know, what are my options with this cash? What can I do with it? If I know that money sitting in the bank is not good for me or good for my long-term investment strategy, then what can I do with it, right? That, that's the question out there. Okay. So I guess, do you also have to think about estate planning at that point too? Like if you've got this cash, it's more than just, should I invest it in the stock market? Definitely. You want to take um, estate planning into everything that you do, if that's important to you. I think firstly, you want to take a look at what are your options in terms of investing. So if GICs and the rates are too low, you know, you can take a look at possibly investing some in the fixed income market or the bond market. I mean, if you look at a lot of the bond funds out there, on average, they've been able to provide maybe four to six percent long-term annual investment returns. So that may be an option. For a lot of clients that have extra cash, they're looking at putting it, it's part of their overall nest egg, right? And Or some people do want to draw an income from it as well. So that's another way to look at it. And so having sort of a balanced portfolio, right? Having some exposure to um, quality equities that pay dividends or quality stocks that pay dividends, as well as having a portion in the bond market uh, may make sense. You know, again, there's more risk in doing something like that. It's not just the GIC. You're going to see fluctuations in your portfolio, but for the greater good, it may make sense with inflation being where it is today. So 
to, you know, as a, a person with cash that needs to invest in, you know, a financial team will usually create a portfolio and explain that to you. So it makes sense to you, uh, especially because a lot of people are new to investing sometimes when they have a lump sum come into their hands, either from inheritance or, or even the sale of a business. A lot of business owners are investing their hard-earned money back into their business. So they've never had a large lump sum like this before. So again, we always create an investment plan for people so that they can see exactly how that money is going to be invested. Excellent advice as always. Lori, thank you. Thanks so much, Simi. You have a wonderful week. You too. That's Lori Pinkowski, Senior Vice President and Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team directly at 604 695 L-O-R-I, or check out their website, which is pinkowski.ca.